Hello and a welcome to Don't Talk About It. I'm your host, Dean D, and today I have a little story for you about meditation. This one is called Check the Box, and it's about completing a task without committing to the process or the purpose. So for those of you who have listened to some of my previous podcasts, you will find that one of the things I do or have done in the past, as as I mentioned, is my reading. I used to just read to complete the book. And, you know, my wife and I talked about this one day, and I mentioned to her about this book that I'd been reading and how I was almost done with it. And she goes, yeah, but what have you learned? Are you enjoying it? What are the characters' names? What is it that you're trying to get from this book? And my only focus was just completing the book. That's all I got to do. Check the box. Complete the book. And I realized from that that you complete the task, but you completely defeat the purpose of engaging in it in the first place. And where this really came out is in my meditation. So I am somebody who is a wellness professional. I am a big, big believer in meditation. I think we all need time to reflect, to have some quiet space, to shut our brains off, and allow for other ideas, thoughts, epiphanies to just pass by, to have that space to allow other information to come in because you've turned off your brain enough to make some space. A lot of times what happens with meditation or even just throughout the day with information is that we're constantly concerned about our own influences and judgments and anxieties so we're constantly wondering you know is how does that zit look on my face oh my mascara on one side is crooked um oh my hair has this little alfalfa thing in the back that everybody's looking at this tie has a stain on it we all have these egotistical Things that just constantly put themselves in our head and they take up so much room that we don't allow space for some of the natural unconscious to come in and educate us a little bit more. Some time to reflect, some time for self-care, some time for us. And we got to make that space. And here's my story of a start with a failure and a finish. Well, we're never finished. I'm still learning. But realizing that the failure was an education, it was a learning opportunity. It was not something to be defeated by and go, oh, I didn't get to check that box. Checking the box doesn't matter because now I've learned the process and the purpose. So when I first started meditating, I would set up my room and we have a set of like French doors that look out back and it's a a really nice calming space. 
And the irony about this is when you meditate, your eyes are closed, for me at least. So where, where I'm sitting or what I'm looking at really shouldn't matter. Um, but I set the scene, you know, I set the whole tone and I had my pillow and I had my nice comfortable pants and I had my AirPods with my Tibetan drums um, in them so that I could listen to something calming and relaxing and I would cross my legs and sit up nice and tall, put my hands in the proper position. And to anybody who walked by, I was a spitting image of meditation. I was deep in thought. I was doing everything correctly. I was checking the box. If you were to dive into my head, though, and what was happening internally was no different than if I was at work, running around at 100 miles an hour, completing one task, checking a box, checking another box, worrying about this, worrying about that, did that get done? And that is not meditation. That is reading the book just to finish it. That's not reading the book to learn what education presents itself inside those pages. I would sit there for 15, 20 minutes in my meditation pose. And then when my timer went off, I was done. Check the box. I'm done meditating. My brain on the other side, though, never got a break. My body got to sit still, but my brain never got to get quiet. It never had the opportunity to change. It was exactly the same as it was in my work environment. The only thing that I had changed was my surroundings, not my mental state. And I would do this repetitively for about a year. Go into the bedroom, set up my pillow, and say, this is, this is my meditation. Yep, I got to do my practice. 15 minutes on my timer, go into my bedroom. I'd sit there, and the whole time it was like, okay, when am I done? Am I done? Have I sat here long enough? How much time is left? Well, I've listened to two songs. Each song is roughly about three minutes, so that means I have, you know, and I'm going right back to what I was doing in the ice bath like we talked about the other week, where I'm just counting down the time. And I'm not learning the process. And the focus needed to be calming down enough to quiet your brain enough to allow it to listen. How do you feel? How are you reflecting on yourself? Are you feeling angst? Are you paying attention to your breath? How is your feet feeling? Are you present in the moment? Or are you worried about what is going to happen moving forward when you're done? Are you thinking about what's going to happen when you finish your meditation? Are you thinking about what happened before you started your meditation? Or are you just present in the moment, appreciating why you're there, learning the process, learning the purpose, and for each person, your purpose is going to be different. Mine is very, very crucial to quieting my brain. 
being a highly creative person and ADHD, my brain rarely shuts off. And it's been an endeavor. It's probably been about a year and a half before I finally learned how to meditate correctly. And so my meditation for that last year was, you know, I hate to say it this way, but it was nothing more than, than bullshit. I was selling myself a lie. Yep, I did meditation. But it wasn't helpful. It wasn't changing my life. It wasn't changing the behavior because I wasn't putting in the time and the proper respect to the process. So one of the things that I struggled with with meditation was sitting still. Sitting in that room, feeling anxious, feeling like I needed to move. So I changed my meditation. And I started reading up about meditation a bit more and started reading how it's being present. A lot of it is just being present. Slowing down enough to notice the things that we usually just pass right over that never come into line of sight. And for me, this started to take place during watering. I'd wake up in the morning early. My wife was always up early, so I'd get up with her usually around 4 o'clock. I didn't have to leave the house till 7.30. So I had all this time in the morning, and I used to focus, and I still do, on watering. And one morning, I'm out there watering, and I put in my Tibetan drums in my ears just to give it a shot. And I started concentrating on the water, how it was coming out of the hose, how it was impacting the ground, how much was absorbing at a time, how my feet were balanced with the ground, where my shoulder position was, and then relaxing and listening to the birds, listening to the sound, the impact that the water makes when it hits the ground. And shutting off all those anxious thoughts. Starting to shut off all those ideas that you want to write down. All those tasks that you need to do. Starting to shut those off. And it, for me, was because meditation was something that was a box that I needed to check. And it had to look a certain way. And the gardening, the watering, started to slowly become my meditation. My quiet time in the morning where I can walk around the backyard with this hose and watering pail and not think of anything else except the realization of what has changed in the past 24 hours. This flower has now started to open that Tomato is starting to ripen. Feeling calm, feeling the cold wind brush up against your face. These are all things that you have to slow down enough to be present for, and it's giving yourself a break from the past worry and the anxious future. Now, during the winter, my meditation did move back into my bedroom, but it looks totally different. Now I lay out on the floor. I kind of look like a dead body, you know, like a squished bug flat on my back. 
and I pay attention to my breathing. And after a few minutes, I realize that I am not paying attention to anything except just being present with how my body is melting in with the ground. Not trying to separate myself. And I'm quieting my brain long enough to allow this deeper level of presence and appreciation and purpose come into play. And sometimes it's meditating on nothing and then a feeling comes into play. And I reflect on that a little bit more. So what I do is I pretend that I have this like bubble. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Bubble Boy, but that's kind of what I think about is this big plastic bubble around me. And that's my space. And I just pretend like I have this bubble. And from that bubble, I get to observe what is coming in and out of my head. Sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's a lot. But it's just an observation. I'm not engaging with it. I'm not being present with it. And sometimes that brings up a feeling that is then over-exacerbated and compounded by all these other tangible factors that made it more than it actually was. And really what it is, is it's that tiny little feeling that you feel isn't being heard. But these are all things that come into realization when you are slowing down long enough to block out all those external intrusions. And it allows time for you to just appreciate where you are, the noises you're hearing, the sound of your breath, the weight of your feet. These are all different things that we have to slow down long enough to be. And so meditation for me took about two and a half years to learn the purpose, to learn how it fits into my life and how it works for me. I still have to say my favorite time to meditate is, is in the garden. I really enjoy the watering in the morning. I really enjoy sitting in my garden in the morning and meditating, closing my eyes and just being present. But being able to calm down my brain long enough to allow something else to happen has been a feeling that I embrace and I no longer search for. It's just there when I look for it because I've given it the proper time and attention. So everybody has a different form of meditation, and meditation isn't for everybody. But I feel like what we do all need at some point is the ability to just sit still long enough. A lot of us just go, 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 go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And if we're constantly running from that, we're never going to see it. And if we're not sitting still, we're never going to be able to hear it. And a lot of us know what we are running from, and we just don't want to face that. And I respect that. You know, we'll all get there in our own process. 
But whether it's a quiet room for five minutes, a break from the kids, you know, whether it is taking your dog for a walk and just appreciating the surroundings, trying to find time to give yourself a break from all the external input and all the internal judgment allows an opportunity for peace and quiet and reflection. So, for each their own, we all have our different ways. But don't just check the box. Don't just complete the task. Commit to the purpose. Even if it's 1%, commit. And then next week or next month, try for 2%. Everybody goes at their own pace. But don't just check the box. You won't learn anything. You'll only change the environment. You will not change the behavior. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your ears. And we'll see you next week.